research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this, and Peter Schweitzer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view. This is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Drill Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power in Washington, D.C. Sitting here with me, Eric Eggers. Eric, they're back. It's no longer safe to go back in the water. No longer safe to go back in the water of nonprofit fundraising in the name of a global disaster. Yeah. Because we are now seeing with the return of the Clinton Foundation and more specifically the Clinton Global Initiative, who came back last year and they want to build on that momentum after their six year hiatus. They're back and they have picked a doozy of a cause. They have. And look, we all recognize that that uh, there are disasters that occur, there are wars that occur, that you need to have relief, you need to have help. The problem is that the that the uh, Clintons have turned it into disaster capitalism. Uh, they have used this repeatedly. We've talked about it before, and they are now turning their sights on Ukraine. They want to fix the problem in Ukraine. They want to uh, do good and do well at the same time. <laughs> and I think the problem is that they weren't doing very well. <laughs> so now that's one of the reasons why they shut it down. And now it's like, wait, I think we have an opportunity here. What this smells like is opportunity. <laughs> it smells like opportunity. I smell I smell the uh, the napalm in the morning, uh, but I also smell the opportunity. But let's begin by uh, talking a little bit before we get to the details of what they're actually doing right now in Ukraine. Let's talk a little bit about their past in this area. We wrote about this in Clinton Cash. We looked at the concept of disaster capitalism. And what we found is that the Clintons were doing a lot of relief work and then working with major corporations who wanted deals in countries that were having either war, they were war zones like the, uh, like Congo and Africa, uh, Colombia, for example. Uh, but they're also working with, you know, mineral companies and oil companies to secure deals at that same time who then would then fund their organizations. And of course, they had a history in Ukraine as well before what they're doing right now yeah i know that i'm probably broken and dead inside and so therefore not the most uh elite or charitable arbiter of the motivations of what the eventual outcomes of this will be but when you combine clinton foundation and ukraine you kind of just can't help but roll your eyes for several reasons not the least of which is as you mentioned their history uh tortured and controversial and fairly grifty i think if we're being honest about it in terms of raising money to help different entities throughout the world. We had a whole chapter devoted to Haiti in Clinton Cash, and all you have to do is look at where Haiti is now and remember that both Hill and Bill and Hillary Clinton were singularly positioned to be uh, in charge of the rebuild of Haiti after the earthquake. And now 13 years later, it is literally worse than it was after the earthquake. And yeah. so uh, now that they're there to like sort of raise money for these Ukrainian interests, and there are groups that are doing very good work in Ukraine and relief. Absolutely. Sam- Samaritan's Purse is one of them. There's people doing good stuff there. But it just sort of, you roll your eyes when you see the Clintons are coming back. Because we spoke two years ago when we got to guest host 
and fill in for Sean Hannity's radio show, one of the favorite stories of mine that we did then was the fact that Clinton Foundation uh, do- donations were down dramatically. Like 75, 80% after she was no longer a candidate for president. Yeah, they ramp up when she's running for president. It looks like she's like, hell man, she's going to be back president again. So the Clintons, they're out there. They're helping people. They're raising yeah. money. Yeah. She loses the election. All of a sudden, no, no one's really interested in donating to the Clinton Foundation anymore so it goes down it got so bad that we joked they actually started doing like those master class things for right, right. netflix or whatever it was right. it's like they needed to make more money and yeah. so they started doing that maybe those are down the subscriptions <laughs> might be down so we got to go back to the old business model but i just love the breathless reporting that now oh the clintons are back and they're here to help ukraine and one of the lines from the articles for nonprofits working in ukraine the spotlight cgi is offering them 18 months after Russia's invasion of the country may be just as important as the monetary commitments. Here's the spoiler alert, guys. The reason why Russia invaded Ukraine in the first place might be because the Clintons helped empower Vladimir Putin to do it when she was secretary of state. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've reported on that. But the more important question is, what is the model here? How does this work? Because it sounds so great, right? They're trying to get nonprofit support. They're trying to get these entities to work. Well, the thing you have to understand is for the Clintons, it's basically an iron triangle. There's them, right? Uh, collecting money through their foundation, collecting through speaking fees, through uh, consulting arrangements, et cetera. So they're, they're part of the triangle. The other part of the triangle is the poor people in the country affected, in this case, Ukraine. And then the third component are the major companies that want to get the inside track on sweetheart deals in the country that's at war. Uh, this is the Iron Triangle. And so those major corporations like mining companies, energy companies, uh, they want to get the inside track in that country. They do it with the help of the Clintons. And we've documented this repeatedly. Those companies then send donations or provide direct funds to the Clintons personally. Sometimes it's a speaking fee. Sometimes it's a consulting fee. So they get rich while helping, ostensibly helping uh, the country in trouble. So in Congo, for example, there were mining companies. There's a lot of minerals in Congo that wanted access there. What did the mining companies do? They funded the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation had these initiatives in Congo. And lo and behold, the mining companies got concessions from the Congolese government because Bill Clinton, as a former president, positions himself as the, he likes to say, the convening authority. He's like the guy that can come in and smooth everything over. So he did it in Congo. In Colombia, it was the same thing. A guy named Frank Justra, uh, an investor, had deals that he wanted done in Colombia. Colombia had been going through a, a, ostensibly a civil war. Same thing. Tens of millions of dollars flow to the Clintons. Lo and behold, this guy, with the help of then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, gets inside track on sweetheart deals in the country. So Ukraine. There's a history that the that the Clintons have with Ukraine going back as well. Now right? stop. I need to go the other way. I'm a Gemini, right? So like I need to balance things out. And I feel like I was unfair earlier. So now I'm going to defend the Clinton Foundation. Okay. I'm going to say that I don't think it's right for you to accuse them of being opportunistic or timely with the fact that they've taken. I think it's surely just a coincidence that the single largest donor of the Clinton Foundation ever happens to be a Ukrainian <laughs> man. <laughs> energy named, mogul. Energy mogul. <laughs> it's so bad. It named is. Victor Pinchuk. Now, yeah. uh, in addition, in 2008, Mr. Pinchuk made a five-year, $29 million commitment to the Clinton Global Initiative. 
Uh, and between 2009 and 2013, uh, while Hillary Clinton, while Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, uh, Victor Pinchuk Foundation gave at least $8.6 million to the Clinton Foundation. And that's a big deal because one of the deals that Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State made with the Obama administration was, hey, we get it. I'm sort of in charge of U.S. foreign policy. It's not a great look <laughs> if we're out here collecting checks from, from all foreigners. over the world. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're not going to take any donations from foreign countries. Right. And everybody's like, okay, that sounds like the lowest bar, but sure, let's right. at least do right. that. Right. But what they did still do is take donations from foreigners who yes. happen to have connections to foreign governments. Victor Pinchuk had served as an elected official in Ukraine at the time when they're still funneling millions of dollars to Hillary as Secretary of State. And it wasn't just like he had this, uh, you know, unbiased and objective interest in charity. He, while Hillary was Secretary of State, happened to be engaged in trading with Iran, yeah. which at the time was a big no-no. And he should have been sanctioned he, by... He at least could have been sanctioned. Right, by, by the, the State United Department. States. Did it happen? Did Hillary Clinton sanction him? No. No, no. That's a shock. She sanctioned the checks they wrote, <laughs> but there was no, as far as, far as punishment, that, that's not really what they do. That's not their yeah. business model. Yeah. But so that's part of the history. The other history, too, is, and when we talk about empowering Russia... In terms of like, so that's the whole point, right? Like we had a reset with Russia. Russia invaded Ukraine before when Hillary was secretary of state. 2014. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like this weird thing. And so like part of the whole energy deal with uranium one that Hillary Clinton and other members of the Obama administration presided over was they essentially facilitated the transfer of U.S. uranium assets to Russia. Yeah. And so we now sort of in the hindsight of history can see what happens when Vladimir Putin is empowered with more yep. natural resources. He's emboldened. But they actually use this very small, and this is like this is like Peter Schweitzer, this is your life. Like, what do you remember about the small Canadian entity that was used to transfer money to the Clintons? Uh, Salida Capital. Mm -hmm. It was a company, a very mysterious company. And um, this was uh, one of the financial connections, the web of financial connections between the Clinton Foundation and the Russians. Uh, and that included a whole host of other things she was doing as Secretary of State, things like Skolkovo, uh, which, you know, people can uh, look into themselves. We certainly did a lot of research on it. But the bottom line is there's a history there. Uh, there's a history there of uh, the um, Clintons collecting money from Ukrainian oligarchs and then carrying out actions that were beneficial to those oligarchs. And that's, I think, another part of this business model. So think again of the Iron Triangle. You've got the Clintons, you've got these foreign corporations, and then you've got the foreign countries that are the subject of this disaster uh, capitalism. Those elites in those countries want protection from somebody with political power, political influence. The Clintons have it. It's diminished a lot from where it was, but they still have it. Uh, the other problem, though, you have is a lot of the so-called nonprofits or consultancies that always get hired uh, to advise on these things. Um, and that certainly happened with the Clintons. So there was a company called CHP, not a company, a consultancy uh, that was supposed to do uh, work uh, instructing on how to rebuild Haiti after the earthquake. It was populated with Clinton friends, former Clinton aides. There were some donors at CHP that were giving to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and as we rec recount in the book, 
absolute complete disaster. These guys show up, they go around in large SUVs, they stay in the one nice hotel in Haiti that's still working. Which they which they built, by the way, at Bill's direction. They said, listen, guys, Port-au-Prince is going to be like the new Club Med. We really exactly. want, we, so I've stayed at that hotel. It's a nice hotel. You can't drink the water, but you can like, keep your mouth closed in the shower, but it's a nice hotel <laughs> right. that they built, the Hotel Oasis. Right. And it's like, no, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a disaster. And, uh, and yet, CHP walked away with tens of millions of dollars in consultancy fees, writing these reports, these 100-page reports on how you could uh, get uh, energy renewal projects going in Haiti. You were going to build these sustainable communities, which were never built. Uh, and that brings us to another interesting tie from the past to the present to Ukraine. Uh, and that was something in Haiti called Caracol, which was this factory that was supposed to create all these wonderful, high-paying jobs for Haitians. Uh, ended up having serious um, labor problems in the way they were treating people, including like displacing all the poor Haitians and farmers that lived in the area. They had to get rid of to build the textile plant. Yeah, in they the first kicked place. them out. Yes, mm-hmm. and and but the company in that case, um, SAE, which is a South Korean company. Uh, did quite well. They got a sweetheart deal from the Haitian government. The factory got built. They got tax credits. They got really, really cheap level uh, labor. What is SAE doing these days? Well, I think they're expressing their gratitude to the Clinton Foundation so much so that they're actually a sponsor of the 2023 Uh-oh. Clinton Global Initiative <laughs> event. And this is the crazy. So back for more. And this is why it's so bad. And maybe again, like, hey, we all hope the best for the people of Ukraine. Of I, I do think it's funny, though, that there's like this move in the Republican Party to be like, OK, we, we can't continue to fund uh, you know, Ukraine's defense. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton is partnering with the first lady of Ukraine as part of their whole right. relief effort. So they're kind of going the other way. But to your point, the role that the Clinton Global Initiative, this convening entity, this convening event that Bill Clinton presides over, I mean, we know before when there's a country in trouble, I'm just saying, be careful, Ukraine, because before when they did this, when they brought everyone together to help Haiti out, a couple different things happened. There's this guy named Dennis O'Brien. He's this Irish guy. He owned a cell phone company called Digicel. And they saw in the wake of the earthquake, they got a grant and they got this deal with the United States government that Hillary Clinton was in charge of, mm-hmm. essentially helped mobile banking happen. His cell phone company takes off. This Haitian cell phone company, there's articles that like, oh, it's our most profitable year ever in the wake of the post-earthquake environment in Haiti. And they're giving money to the Clintons. Giving money to Clintons in terms of donations to the foundation, paying for speeches, like the flying on his plane. Like right. they're close, right? <laughs> but then the other thing happens is that this Clinton Global Initiative event, this guy who happens to be uh, in, involved with one of the entities that – so Haiti decides to open up gold mining. Like, hey, we got some natural resources. Like we have – massive deforestation we've got massive problems but we do have potentially some gold so we're going to open up some gold mining permits for these two different companies one of the companies named vcs mining the guy comes to a clinton global initiative event feels like oh i'm gonna introduce you around we'll kind of help you get entrance into the the natural resource market because we're big here we we know a lot of people that are into the natural resources and then what happens at that event is the person that seems to matter that he meets is actually hillary clinton's brother Mm. tony rodham and then tony rodham who has a lot of background in gold mining yeah as much as hunter biden has (laughs) in natural gas in ukraine right so, uh, but, but so the point is, is that they, they bring these guys together. And so it's like, it's just such a bad look, but the Clintons don't care. Like no. you're in charge of the rebuild in Haiti. They decide to open up these two gold mining permits. And one of the two companies that gets ones adds your brother, Hillary Clinton's brother to the board of it. Yeah. And then it, it, nothing happens. It's not like it's lifted up the country. The country's now like total warfare state. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they have a track record of, yeah, people make money, but we get stuff done. It's like there are people make money and things get worse. Yeah, exactly. And so the question is looking at Ukraine right now, 
Um, what does this mean? It means a couple of things. One, that the Western world, primarily the United States, but also Europe, is pumping hundreds of billions of dollars into Ukraine. Uh, there's already lots of headlines. I think there were uh, eight, if I remember correctly, eight um, uh, deputy uh, uh, defense ministers in Ukraine that have lost their jobs because they're they're stuffing cash in their pockets. Uh, eight of them. I mean, I don't even know if there's more than eight of them. There's a lot of pockets. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a huge problem. We foot the bill. People get rich. This is disaster capitalism. And the Clintons. Uh, provide this sort of veneer of, of, um, quote unquote respectability. Well, it's a former president, former secretary of state. It's gotta be above the board. They wouldn't be involved in anything that, that, um, you know, reeks of corruption. And yet that is the veneer that they use. And of course they have great intentions because they just love people. They're always smiling and love people. That becomes the veneer that they think is going to cover up. What's actually going on, which is this collection of money. Everybody's taking their cut. Uh, even the nonprofits are taking their cut. And that may be a cynical view, but it's a view based actually in reality and truth uh, uh, from what we've known from the past. Hey, I'll do you one better. What if that this like who's drafting off whose legitimacy right now? Because I do <laughs> think for a long time, that's what the Clinton business model was. Not unlike the Biden business model, but Bill Clinton would be paid to go to these third world countries, right? He's going to stand up there next to the president of Kazakhstan and say, no, this guy's a good guy. And that's what helps legitimize him in the eyes right. of the world. Kazakhstan's able to get entry in these international bodies. He looks like a better dude. And that's what Bill Clinton did if in Congo. He did it at least for this African leaders. Like that's what they do, right? But now, I mean, you have to think about what's happening. Why now were the Clintons and why right. Ukraine? And I think to your point, because they disappeared for six years. And they it's did. not like it was like, hey, we've done our job. <laughs> right. The world's good. Right. We're, everyone's good to go. No, 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 no. It's like you guys lost. You were scandal plagued. The Clinton Foundation was exposed to be largely grifty and very yep. few people actually benefited. And you yep. guys made money off of it. That's why there was a six year hiatus. Yeah. So now it's like, well, she lost. Nobody's interested in giving any money anymore. And that was the proof that she can't do anything for anybody. He can't do anything for anybody. Why would we give money here? Yeah. And so they stopped. It went away. And so now, because maybe there's speculation, she would be the new presidential person if Joe Biden goes away. And now it's like, I think to your point, it's not just opportunity, but why Ukraine? Because Ukraine is actually the most legitimate global cause in the world right now. And so if anything, I feel like the Clintons are benefiting from legitimacy and everyone's like, oh, Ukraine's great. In other words, they're attaching themselves to Zelensky and the cause of Ukraine to legitimize themselves. That's their foot in the the door to the literally, as you point out, billions of dollars that are coming to that country. They don't have to raise it. The money's already there. Right. And in search of it, it, it's it's a fascinating and trouble and really sad underbelly to what happens uh, in the world um, when there's so much money at stake. And this is why, you know, when Congress has has debated or discussed sending money to Ukraine, uh, when people raise the issue on Capitol Hill, hey, excuse me, can we have some accounting here? Are we going to have this, you know, needs based and are we going to actually assess it? And anybody who says that is immediately attacked as undermining the cause uh, of protecting Ukraine. I support the Ukrainian people. I support we should be providing aid to the Ukrainian people, but shoveling cash into Ukraine that's ending up in the pockets of Ukrainian oligarchs, NGOs, large corporations who are getting massive, uh, you know, disaster capitalism contracts is not the way that they help the Ukrainian people and certainly is not going to encourage the American people to support these kinds of things because they see that the grift is in. Well, I'd also say this, the more that we do things like this, the less likely it is to me that we will stop domestic support 
in terms of taxpayer support for what's happening in Ukraine, which remember, we did a podcast. If you haven't seen it, you should go back and listen to a previous episode. We interviewed a rush a former intelligence officer yep. who gave us, I think, a very sobering assessment of the state of the conflict in which it's like Ukraine's not winning this war. Right. Yeah. I mean, that Russia has that was too many assessment. resources, too yeah. many bodies. And it's essentially this is a business plan. They've already told the U.S. defense contractors, you can't make money here until I think it was 2025. Right. Which leads one to the conclusion that we will be here until at least 2025. <laughs> that true. is a very dark view. No, yeah. it's true, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all that to say, it just uh, it's just another example of Ukraine being held up, not necessarily as a legitimate humanitarian cause, although it is. But as a business opportunity, and the Clintons seem to be the last to the table, or at least the latest to the table to try to get a piece of it. Yeah. Well, as we said, there are some uh, great organizations doing great relief work in Ukraine and around the world. They should be supported. But I'm always skeptical when ex-politicians of any stripe decide to get into the relief business or disaster capitalism is what it amounts to uh, because it becomes about them. It becomes about their brand and it becomes about enriching themselves and enriching their donors because as elected officials, that's what a lot of them did. They got their donors. They advanced the interests of their donors. Now that they're in the relief business, they're doing the same thing again. No, it's absolutely right. And I think the fact that the, uh, the, the two of the sponsors for the event, number one, the Haitian the, or the South Korean textile company that got the deal in, in Haiti is one of them. I think that's amusing. The other one is like, it's an energy company. That's of course, of course the it's deal. an energy company. Yeah, the, the Clintons in the history of Ukrainian energy. And again, the, the vehicle by which they, they essentially took money from Russia's state-owned energy company, Rosatom. They donated to the Salida Capital. And Salida Capital, for the first time ever, starts giving money to the Clintons. And what's the Salida Capital interested in? Investing in Ukraine in energy. And so like that's just part of the backstory that probably won't get brought up at yeah. the uh, CGI event, but probably should. Yeah. And by the way, the reason that energy and mineral companies and mining companies are so important is that in most of the world, not in the United States, but in most of the world, minerals and, and energy is deemed to be a national product, meaning people don't actually own it. It's the government that decides who gets to drill for oil here, who gets to tap for natural gas there. Uh, that's why these relationships with, uh, with the government uh, via the Clintons are so important. And that's why the Clintons' relationships with people that are interested in natural resources in these parts of the world also matter. And why those people shovel them money. Well, we appreciate you listening as always. Uh, don't take a dim view. We remain optimistic, but you have to be optimistic based in reality. And that reality comes from knowing exactly what's going on. We appreciate you listening as always. You can find this podcast and information and research about what we do at thedrilldown.com. And you can find the podcast, listen to it uh, wherever fine podcasts can be located. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time. <laughs>